Hey Hawks, thanks for tuning in to the Eldorado podcast. Just a reminder that you can find our Hawk Talk episodes on YouTube at EDHS Video Production, more fun content on our Instagram at EDHS underscore Hawk Talk, and obviously this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other typical streaming platforms. Enjoy another wonderful episode from Eldorado. What's up, Eldorado? I'm your host, Jane Lam, and I'm here with Mr. Samson and Mrs. Camposano. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Laura Camposano, and I'm a counselor here at Eldorado. My name is Eric Sampson. I'm the band director here at Eldorado High School. I've been here since 2004. I started out as a percussion instructor before I became a real teacher. Got my teaching credential in 2007, and I was hired in as the assistant director. And when Mr. Watson retired in 2010, I took over the program, and I've been here ever since. Wow. I did not realize you were here since 2004. Yeah, it's been a long time. Almost 20 years. Actually, this is my 20th year in involvement with Eldorado High School. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's like before I was born. Yeah, a lot of people say that. You don't necessarily have to say that, but <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. You look so much younger. Why, thank you. As a compliment, yes. <laughs> thank you. I try to take care of myself. You know, being a teacher, number one, is pretty stressful, but running a program like Eldorado with the marching band and I don't know if people realize we have about 15 different groups within the Eldorado Instrumental Music Program, and already we are planning for the spring, for next fall, and two years down the line. So it's a lot. So I've seen a lot of band directors who have kind of lost their way in terms of taking care of themselves. So over the past seven or eight years, actually about seven years ago, I had a little uh, health scare where I started to realize I'm getting old, and with old people stuff, Things start to happen, and you got to just start taking care of yourself. So I made a conscious decision to have changed up my lifestyle to where I could sustain myself in a healthy manner as I get older, and the job is super stressful. So thanks. I appreciate that. It's been a lot of hard work, and uh, but yeah, I do it just to try to, for my own longevity here in this job, and try not to, for lack of a better term, kill myself because of this this gig. You know, it's I know <laughs> sounds dark, but I see some people who have really struggled with that. That's definitely healthy, though. A good balance in anything, you know, no matter what you're doing is definitely important. So you brought up band, so we can go into that. I know band in general is just such a major part of El Dorado, mm-hmm. especially with, like, football games, like cheering on the song and the dance team, cheering, like, the student section and having, like, your halftime performances. Mm-hmm. With the homecoming game, I know you guys don't perform on halftime because of the court, but is that different for band in any way than like any other regular football game? Yeah. So for homecoming, there's obviously a lot more involved with the homecoming court and the halftime celebration, which is great. And we totally support that. And in the past, actually, when I first started here for homecoming, we used to do a pregame performance. We used to perform before the football game, but we had to coordinate with the football teams for both home and, and away teams to when they would do their warm-up and when they would leave the field. And then we'd come on the field and do our show and then go up into the stands for the rest of the game. But over the years, we've added more equipment. We've added electronics. We've added computers and microphones and things like that. So it takes a little bit more time and a lot more more to manage to do the show. So it actually became more of a pain to do a a pregame performance. So I think about seven or eight years ago, we decided, you know, we're not even going to do the pregame performance. We're just going to go ahead and just be in the stands, be the pep band, and not worry about our halftime show. We have plenty of times or plenty of opportunities to perform that show. So one less is totally fine. Plus, it's a lot of work to get all our equipment there. So if I could give the boosters a break, students a break from that 
extra part of the football game, then it's well worth it. Because normally the next following day from homecoming, we're usually performing, we have a rehearsal, things like that. So it's okay that we don't perform at halftime, but we do use other football games as a, almost like a dress rehearsal for our competitions. We, and, and we do our field show, whatever we have learned up until that point, we use that as, as a goal. Say, we have a football game this Friday. We really have to get this song down. And then we start learning the next part. Okay, we have to get this next part down because they have a football game in two weeks. And it might be the middle schools are here. And we want to perform for the middle schools. So it's a good way to keep us on schedule and to push us. But aside from that, you know, we not, not only do we do the halftime show, but one of our main goals is just to help create a really great environment for everybody. There was a time here, there was a few years where, you know, the football team struggled and, and we had some crazy coaching changes and, you know, they were trying to develop their program and get more wins and more wins. And we made a decision that like, regardless if the team was winning or losing, we're going to play, you know, and cheer them on and try to get, keep, keep the spirits high. And that's been, been our goal. And now that the team has improved so much since then not only seeing them win more often, you know, and having a lot of people at the stands, it just creates much more of not such a high school environment. In fact, I've had a lot of people tell me, you know, with the band and in the Hawks Nest and the team, it feels like a college game, right? Because that's kind of the goal is to just try it not like, like, not like your typical high school game. And I've been to some away games and they're just not as cool. Oh, as, definitely. As El Dorado games. Oh, definitely. Uh, but then I go to a UCLA game and I'm like, man, I want it to be more like this, right? <laughs> so between, you know, cheer and song and ASB and band, you know, we all work together just to create a great environment and not just for a football team, but also just for the entire school and the parents who are there too. So it just makes it a big event. So I know homecoming is such an important time for everyone and just really reflecting on those memories. It's such a core part of high school. Does band have any like official or unofficial traditions that you guys have related to the homecoming game or homecoming? I always put out an invitation. We don't make it, you know, huge. And we, just because we're a big band already and trying to get, fit more people in the stands is pretty challenging. Um, and on top of that, a lot of people don't have their own instruments like they used to play in high school because they were school-owned instruments. But it's pretty fun at homecoming because we usually have about five or six, at the very least, kids come in who I haven't seen in years and those, and they still remember the drum parts. They still remember how to play rain dance and some of the other things that we play in the stands. They, they jump right in. And some of the horn uh, kids who played brass instruments or woodwinds, sometimes they'll bring their own instrument or they'll bring a mouthpiece and we'll just share instruments. But yeah, it's super fun to see see those people come back and, and see those old school jackets. And even some alumni who I've never met before who used to be in the band, that's super special for me because they'll come in and they'll say, oh, I used to be in the band in, in the 90s or in the 80s when Mr. Watson was here. And I'd be like, oh, what's that like? And they'd tell me stories. And I'd say, oh, yeah, well, this is how much this has changed. Or we still do that. And then they'll watch the halftime show and they'll, tell, they'll compare and contrast what it was like back then to where it, what it is now. And it's pretty cool to see people reminisce about their time at El Dorado, especially being in the band and where the band is now. And, and a lot of people will say, wow, you guys use so much technology. We didn't have that back then. You know, we didn't use synthesizers or computers or wireless microphones. You know, it's, it's pretty crazy. And it's a lot, it's really fun to, to hear as well. So you are an alumni from El Dorado, correct? Yes. Yep. Graduated in class of 93. So were you here all four years? Yep. Yep. I came here as a freshman and then did my four years here. 
pure black and gold blood. Right. I have not gone far. So, so obviously we're in the homecoming kind of time with all the spirit days and the spirit weeks. How kind of was homecoming while you were in high school? It, from what I can remember, because I can't remember, you know, every detail of it, but it was different in the sense of our dances were off site. So that was different. And just obviously the styles. I remember my very first homecoming. I have like very vivid memory of that one, just probably being the first one. And we were super excited and we got a limo. And yeah, I can't remember if we went out to eat somewhere. I'm sure we did. But it seemed a little bit more formal. I know there's Payless shoes, but back in the day, it was really common and popular. You'd go to Payless and you would get these white satin pumps and you would get, and then you would have them dyed to match your dress. <laughs> so that was a really funny memory. I had like a royal blue colored dress and then blue satin pumps. That that's so creative. It. Right? That's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> and that's what everyone did. So it wasn't very cute. But back then, that was that was a big thing. And then just the dances were off site. It sounds like prom. Right. A it little bit. Just like not prom. as fancy. And even with, you know, prom back in the day, we didn't wear the long dresses like people do now. Yeah, because I feel like every dance has like Homecoming's the short dress, and then Winter Formal is the dress with the long arms, and then prom is the long dress. It's like they're right. all set. Right. So that was definitely different. That's changed, thankfully. <laughs> so going back to kind of your high school and homecomings, do you remember like favorite themes, favorite spirit weeks, anything like that? Gosh, I don't remember even having spirit weeks. I know we had themes because we would like homecoming halftime shows. I remember they used to get um, cars and they would drive like the homecoming courts around the track. So that was maybe more of a production, but now since tracks have changed, and I don't know that they would want cars out there. So that was something different, but I don't remember the whole buildup like there is now. I feel like that's so staple. Like, yeah, we didn't have the big, um, like, homecoming proposals. Like, that wasn't a thing. For me, I feel like that's a lot less stress, because I feel like for kids now, like, there could be so much pressure on asking someone, asking someone and how you do it. And Quite honestly, homecoming wasn't a big deal. When when I was in high school in the Central Valley, it was, and even even the dances now, they have themes, people dress up. When I was in high school, and just so you guys know, and I know you weren't born yet, but I was, I graduated high school in 1993, the same year as Mississippi, but obviously I didn't go to El Dorado. But in my high school, we only had one stadium that was shared between three high schools. And it used to be like that here in PYLUSD, but yeah. we used to have one stadium for all three high schools, and whoever had a home game that night on a Friday night hosted a dance. And it was just a dance, right? We'd go to Redwood High School was one of our rivals. But they would have a home game, and then everybody knew that after the home game, there was a dance in the Redwood Gym. And all the kids who wanted to go would just go. We didn't have to sign, you know, guest passes. We didn't have, we just showed up, paid five bucks, and then we all hung out with our friends from that school. Right. So homecoming was just the homecoming the, was basically the dance after the homecoming game. And they would call it the homecoming dance, but there was no like, I mean, we had like a homecoming queen, but that was announced during the day. And then they would do a parade around the track. But then at the dance, it was just like, hey, let's just go hang out in the gym. And we didn't get dressed up. We didn't like have posters. We didn't ask. We just went to the homecoming dance. How did you guys 
figure out who you were going to go with? Was it just like a no-brainer? Like, oh, no, I mean, people would ask, but there wasn't the whole production. So, like, if I had a boyfriend, like, he would just ask me if we wanted to go to the dance. So oh my it was kind of nice and simple in that way. Yeah. So that was that's a big difference now. I mean, they don't have to. It would be yeah. nice to kind of simplify it, but it is fun. But sometimes I think there's a lot of pressure for people to think of something creative. We didn't even go with dates. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we just we just went and hung out and you know and met people at the, the dances and and meet up with our friends from other schools and and it wasn't anything formal like it is now. Yeah. You know, my son Micah, you know, a few weeks ago, he's like, Dad, we have to go to the store and get a poster and I gotta get some markers. And I was like, For what? You have an art project? And he was like, No, I gotta ask my you know, my date to to the homecoming dance. And we're like, All right. So then my wife ended up taking him and he, he drew up this poster and it was super cool, super cute. And sorry, Mike, if you're listening to this, sorry about that. Sorry oh, I'm going to out him. He's my freshman for Link Crew. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Sorry about that. But <laughs> um, So I'm telling the story, Micah. Sorry. And, and then the girl he was asking happened to be at a soccer practice at the at Sierra Vista Elementary School, which is very close to our house. So he went over there and at the end of their practice, he worked it out with some of her friends, and there were like two full-on girls soccer teams walking off the field, and he was walking up with a poster, right? And and to his credit, his dad, her, or sorry, her dad, was super impressed, right? Oh. Not only with the poster, but that he would have the courage to do it in front of both soccer teams, right? And so, of course, they're like, oh, and like pictures and pictures. It was super cool, but it was never like that when I was in high school. It was yeah. just like, hey, let's just go hang out at the dance. Yeah. Like, go to Taco Bell, like right before or after or both. It sounds know? so different. Totally. Everything I'm hearing is just, it's like you guys were just hanging out. Totally. Was there, I know now, like with a lot of students my age, which I never grew up with because I feel like I've been very secure in going to dances with friends just because mm-hmm. I feel like it's more fun for me. Yeah. But I know there's a lot of pressure with like, I have to have a date, like whether it's romantic or not, I have to have a date at homecoming. Right. Was it like that when you were in high school? I feel like now it's great because I do feel like it is so common for people to just go and whether it's a group of friends. But back then, it did really seem like you went with a date. Totally. And I agree with that 100 percent. You know, if you um, if you have a date, cool. If you get asked, great. If you don't get asked, go anyways. You know, you don't need a date to validate a reason, to validate your reason to go to the dance. And quite honestly, I, you know, I went to my senior prom with my girlfriend at the time. I had way more fun going to the regular dances with my friends than I did that night, you know, going to, to prom or, or Sadie's. You know, we used, we used to go to Sadie's and I used to always dread it because I would think, oh gosh, is my girlfriend going to ask me to Sadie's because I just want to hang out with my friends, you know? Um, so, so yeah, totally. If if you don't have a date, go with your friends, and and probably you might have a just as good a time, if not better. And it was more rare. One of my favorite dances. One of our friends was on the court, and our friends, our guy friends, they were out of town. So it was so fun. We just went without dates and had the best time, and we just danced and didn't have anything to worry about. So there was that, you know, no pressure there. But most of the time, people had dates, and it was less common to go just in a group. Which is such a shame because I feel like it's like I I enjoy every single dance I get to have with my friends. Only. Yeah. And it's so fun whether you go with the date or not. But yeah. I feel like if you can just go and create those memories. Because yeah. then you don't have to worry about the post breakup when you're like, oh, like I ruined my homecoming because I was stuck with one person. Right. You can just have fun and dance and 
back then, it didn't also seem like there was a lot to do with dances. Like it was dance. I'm sure there were things. I'm just not remembering. So I'm sorry for anyone that's maybe in our class and remembers all these amazing things. But I can't remember extra stuff as much. Mr. Campuzano was telling us at the link crew meeting how he hates how people mosh. Oh, yeah. And doesn't dance. Yes. So it was like, was moshing even a thing? Not at dances. I No, it was not. I mean, at concerts, yes, but not at dances. And even moshing, I feel like that started, it seemed like even more after COVID. I feel like our students used to dance, like even just like pre-COVID. So not even that long ago, they just danced more and didn't have to like bunch up. Jumping getting, around. Jumping. Um, but I hope. Students will get back to that where they don't feel like they're getting pushed around and they just dance and have fun. And, you know, it's dark in there. So people can't really see you. And yeah, it definitely becomes a little a little dangerous. Right. We don't want anyone to get hurt. <laughs> so going back to homecoming, thinking on, you know, the four years that you went, what's like just the first memory that comes to mind? I mean, the the outfit stands out in my mind and then just having fun with our friends. Yeah. And the excitement of it. That was always fun. We would meet up and, you know, do the pictures before and go out to eat somewhere. But I think just the excitement of getting dressed up and process of all that. Now, would you say that, like, that's just something that makes homecoming so special and so different from other dances? Good question. I don't know. I mean, nowadays it's here at our school. So that means to me it takes on a little bit of a different meaning. And I don't know. It's the one dress at school where you do get dressed up. And so I think it's that ups the level a little bit, you know, but it's still, to me, pretty low key and not too much pressure. So I think you could go to homecoming and just have so much fun and, yeah, have a night out. A night out for a high schooler. <laughs> right. A fun, safe night out. Yeah. Now, I know we talked and introduced you as a counselor. What part of your job affects homecoming? We do go to the dances, and usually we're just there to help check students in when they come in and then just be an extra set of eyes or if any students have an issue that come up, but really just to be there and supervise, make sure everything's going okay. And we usually have a lot of fun ourselves at the dance. I think everyone listening to the podcast knows the story between you and Mr. C. Mm -hmm. Do you want to just kind of give some background on how many kids you have, how many came to El Dorado? Yeah, so we have three kids. <laughs> One graduated in 2021, and then we have a senior right now, and then we have a sophomore. So it's been pretty surreal that, you know, we didn't think we would be back here working at El Dorado. And then, you know, our kids have, have really grown up just coming to events at El Dorado. And it's really just, you know, surreal to see the pictures of them when they're little and in the hawk's nest or doing different things. And now we're already fast forward and they're graduating or just about to graduate. Yeah, that's it's a crazy story. Old. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned Micah, and I know you had Micah, who's a freshman, going to his first homecoming, and Chloe, she was yeah. here for all four years, right? Yeah, I think. Um, was she in COVID for one of them? Yeah, one of the COVID years, yeah. So I think she went her freshman year. Oh, no, I don't think she went her freshman year for some reason. No, she did. Sorry, I take that back. I remember specifically taking pictures with her and, and all the, the kids that she went to. But yeah, she went to three homecomings. As a mom... I know my first homecoming, they allowed parents to kind of supervise mm -hmm. and like go because my first homecoming was in seventh grade. Oh, so it was like a school that went from seven to twelve, and they allowed all grades to go, and they allowed parents to come help supervise. 
So my mom went mm-hmm. and she was like, hawk eyed me down the <laughs> whole night to make sure I was safe. Oh my gosh. Now you get, you know, the privilege of being at homecoming as a part of your job, as well as like your kids being there. Would you say, do you ever like keep an eye on them on the side? No. I mean, I don't know that they see it as a privilege, uh, <laughs> but I really do try to, it's super fun to see them when they come in and I love seeing them from afar, but I really do try to like not be around too much. I know we just, as part of our job, have to walk around, but I definitely want to try to give them their space because I know we're in their space all the time being at school with them. So, um, but I love it when I can see them and their friends, hopefully having fun. Part of the challenge too was kind of separating ourselves as te- uh, separating myself as a parent and as a teacher. Um, and that's another reason why I didn't um, chaperone homecoming, just because I would all sometimes I would do usually do Aloha dance. So on Aloha dance, I would try to, you know, make sure that if I was chaperoning that I would just kind of distance myself and let them, because I don't want them to think, oh, my dad's hovering around. It's been super fun watching them participate in homecoming. And it'll be fun, you know, this upcoming weekend watching Micah participate in that in that as well. He's been watching Chloe do all the things too. He's typical younger brother, younger sister. Like he kind of got a, um, where as parents, you know, is always the first first one, like, what do we do? you know, with Chloe and what do we do with their first time going to prom or Sadie's or homecoming or whatever else. And now we kind of have an idea. We have a little, a little more experienced as parents and like, oh, okay, this is what we could do now. This is what they do. You know, this is what the poster's for, you know. And how would you say that, you know, you came to El Dorado's homecoming and now your kids come to El Dorado's homecoming and you kind of get to see that different perspective as a mom. Mm-hmm. How does it benefit you knowing kind of like the experiences that you had here? Working here more so than even being a student, because I don't know that I remember all those details so much, but just really trying to encourage them just to like go have fun and put it all out there, dance, do all the things to make memories, just knowing how fast it goes. And sometimes I know just other friends who maybe it's their first kid in high school, they're always concerned like, oh, they don't have a date. Is that okay if they go? And it's so normal. Like you want to encourage everyone to go. We even have kids come by themselves. And so sometimes it's just they can see friends there or maybe meet people there. And there's so many different things to do. So sometimes people think, oh, I don't like dancing. But then there's usually different things that students experience. So just that perspective, I think, of just trying to make the most of every time and being in the present and you know, hopefully it's a night of fun for people. I know sometimes there's caricature or games or virtual reality or this year the silent DJ, which last year was so fun. And that's such an amazing like aspect of El Dorado. I know my old school didn't have that, but it's so inclusive to everyone's interests. Yeah. Just regarding the dances, because I do know there are people who don't like going in the mosh pit. Right. So it's just, it's great to have a school that really acknowledges everyone's interests. Yeah. And hopefully there's no mosh pit this homecoming. Maybe they just dance. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Besides kind of making the most out of the memories you can while you have, you know, your four years at El Dorado, which I mean, like, it's crazy. Like, I'm already a junior. Like, I feel like just yesterday I was at Link Crew Freshman Orientation. But what advice would you give to anyone in any grade who hasn't been to homecoming or who's thinking about it and kind of on edge? Go for it. And you have nothing to lose. And if you go and you're not having fun, of course, you can leave early. Um, But you never know what what can be, right? Like, you, it's just 
some, for some people going out of their comfort zone, like doing this podcast was definitely going out of my comfort zone. <laughs> so same thing with homecoming. Just be open-minded and, and plan ahead and make an event out of it. You know, this is a night to kind of put the books away, put the, you know, studying behind you for just for a, an evening, you know, because we, I, you know, everyone's working hard to to get their, their work in, to practice and to, to go to rehearsals and, and go to, you know, athletic practices and all that. This is one night where you could just, you know, celebrate and get kind of dressed up, go out to dinner and then go to the dance. And then, and also think, you know, you don't have to have some crazy fancy dinner to make it an event. You know, you some of my friends, when we went to some of these dances, we kind of just dressed up the table, but we just got all these fiesta packs from Taco Bell, right? And, that, and ha- ha- had all the hot sauces opened up the packets and put them in a bowl and made it look super fancy. But then we had like Taco Supremes, and, and our dates thought it was like super lame at first, but it was super fun and it was super cheap. So we didn't have to do all that fancy stuff. So if you just go into it and just have a good time and, and plan ahead and just try to make an event out of it, that's where you're going to really build those memories and just put everything aside for one night and just have a good time because all that stuff will be waiting for you, you know, the next day. You know, it's just just use it as a good break and just enjoy, you know, being a kid and, and going and getting dressed up, taking pictures you know, jump around the dance floor for a little bit. There's a lot of act. And even if you don't like to dance, uh, Mr. C does a fantastic job with ASB and they provide a lot of other activities that you could do. So I highly encourage everybody to go and, you know, make an event out of it. And however you could be creative to to make it special for you and your your group or your date. Hey, just want to say thank you for having me on the podcast. I know Hawk Talk and Mr. Switzer does a fantastic job with all of these different media options to to get the good word out either through audio or video it's amazing you guys do an amazing job and for those of you guys who don't know much about the band you know it's not just about marching band at the football games we have jazz concerts we have concert band concerts color guard drumline has competitions i highly suggest and highly recommend you come check out one of those things we always put things out there on our social media at el dorado instrumental music and you guys could check out you know that page to get some updates of where we're performing i know our kids work really hard and they would love to, to perform for all of you, whether that's with just the Winter Guard or the Drumline or the Jazz Band. So so come on out, hang out with us, and, and come see what we're up to. Can't wait to see you guys all at the dance. Please come up and say hi and show me your outfits and show me your dance moves. The new the new fashion trends. Right. Let's see those dyed pumps. Just <laughs> this wraps up our episode. Thank you so much for sitting down with us, guys. And thank you, Hawks, for tuning in on another episode from the El Dorado podcast. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Hawk Talk podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on Buzzsprout. Come back for the next episode where we will be just as amazing.